Amen. Well, my message today is entitled, Choose Your Trajectory. There's a lot of different things pulling at us in different directions, and we, and we have a choice to make. If you choose nothing, you're going to be pulled off course. We need to choose Jesus. If you are a true son or daughter in the faith, you realize and fully acknowledge that there are no coincidences with God. Do you believe that? Then I ask you this. Is it any coincidence that this big fear gripping the world right now is paralleling the same time as the Lenten season as we move closer to the cross? Is it any coincidence that this is all happening right now and people are pulling away from one another and being led by fear at the same time that we are called to seek Jesus more and more as we approach Holy Week? There are no coincidences with God. Which trajectory will you take? Jesus was on a trajectory to the cross. Judas was on a trajectory to rebellion. The disciples were on a trajectory of confusion and fear. The Jews were on a trajectory of tradition. All would be tested. All would go through Jerusalem. Luke 9.51 It says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. He set his face to go to the cross and through the cross. Jesus chose an intentional trajectory. The disciples set their faces to go to Jerusalem, following their leader. For when their leader took what seemed to be a detour, they got confused. They ran and they scattered in fear and doubt. However, it was not a detour. For Jesus had told them exactly the path that He must travel. He told them several times. He never promised them that they would be free from trouble and trials. And many people right now are saying, where's God? What's going on right now? What do we do? And yet God has told us again and again what to do if we spend time with Him and seek Him. Jesus told His disciples exactly what would happen. In fact, Jesus even said that it's impossible that no offenses should come. He said, you will have trials and you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Yet the disciples dictated, the flesh of the disciples dictated their steps. Their logic told them the false way instead of the true way. John 14.6 The words of Jesus. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. You see, contrary to popular belief, the path to Jesus does not go through the Internet. The path to Jesus does not go through the media. The path to Jesus does not go through the latest newspaper article or through cable news channels, whichever channel you're listening to. The path to Jesus goes through the Father, 
And the place to find the Father is in the living Word of God. Amen? As we seek His face in prayer and meditate on and in His daily living Word, day and night, we will come to Jesus through the Father who longs to hold all of His children close to His heart and give comfort. Jesus was resurrected and redeemed because He alone followed the way. He alone followed God's will. In His greatest test while praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus resolutely declared in Luke 22, verse 42, saying, Father, if it is Your will, take this cup from Me. Nevertheless, not My will, but Yours be done. You see, He acknowledged that His flesh wanted Him to take a different route. And our flesh always wants us to take a different route. That's just part of our our human nature, our flesh. Jesus acknowledged that there was a pull to take Him off course. Right now, there is a pull to take us off course. There is a pull for us to spend more time watching the news than just putting our faces in our Bibles. That pull is there. This same pull affected Judas and the rest of the disciples as they succumbed in different directions. Others succumbed to the pull of fear, to the pull of doubt, to the pull of confusion, of disappointment, of disagreement, and even outright rebellion. Yet the Bible tells us that Jesus is the way. He is the living Word. The Word directs our steps, directs our paths, and directs our destination if, and only if, we go to the Word. After Jesus was crucified and died, the disciples were lost. They felt like sheep without a shepherd. They felt that when Jesus left, they had no one to follow. Do you know what happened? What happened was they had separated Jesus from the Word. For they still had the Word of God from the prophets of old. They still had the Torah, the whole Old Testament. The prophets foretold of these events. Isaiah and David and Hosea all prophesied of the resurrection. Jesus Himself, when He came to the disciples, before He even went to the cross, Jesus Himself spoke figuratively by giving them a sign. As with Jonah. In Matthew 12, verse 40, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And we know that that great fish shot Jonah out onto the land. And after three days, Jesus rose gloriously out of the tomb. And as alive, was resurrected. Jesus told them this would happen. And then He used a different analogy. John 2, verse 19. Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. 
He continued to give signs and to show and to speak in many different ways. But he also spoke plainly and in literal language of exactly what would happen. Because you could say, well, maybe they didn't get that analogy. Maybe they couldn't connect with that. But I want you to listen to what Jesus did to speak literally so people could understand. Matthew 17, 22-23. I'm going to share three uh, different Scripture verses in a row to show you how plain God has been trying to tell people this is going to happen. Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill Him. And the third day He will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Matthew 20, verse 17 through 19. Now Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be betrayed into the chief priests and to the scribes. And they will condemn Him to death and deliver Him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. And the third day He will rise again. And then later in John, chapter 10, verses 17 through 18, Jesus says, Therefore, my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No one takes it from me, but I may lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Jesus was clear. No matter what was happening, no matter what the threat was, no matter what the fear or the panic level, Jesus was clear to give a message of the steps that He would direct His people through if they stayed close to the Word. Throughout time, God has been faithful to lead His people out of bondage, out of fear, out of confusion, and out of doubt. God continues to lead when we put our trust in Him, and when we take the time and the effort to get into His Word and let Him speak to us through His Word so that He can lead us. Listen, do not believe the lie of the enemy that God is silent right now. Do not believe the lie of the enemy that you can't find Jesus in today's chaos. The truth is that we, every one of us individually, we need to seek Him. The truth is that we need to get into His Word. The truth is that He is calling us right now to come to Him and allow Him to speak into our lives so that He can direct our paths. But this will not happen unless we open up our Bibles and seek God. This will not happen unless we pray and seek the Lord daily. The Bible says this in Jeremiah 29. It's a verse that many people quote. It's a verse that many people have pictures of or it's on their refrigerators. But we need to, it's a verse that many people put on social media. But we need to live these verses. This is the living Word of God. Jeremiah 29, 12-14 says, Then you will call upon Me and go and pray to Me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Then listen to this promise at the end. I will be found by you, says the Lord. 
Do you know what it means to seek and, and search for God with all your heart? It means to block out the distractions. Turn the TV off. Put your phone on the other part of the room. Turn off the Internet. Seek God while He can be found. Seek Him with all of your heart, with all of your attention. And God says, when you do that, He says, I will be found by you. We need to make the effort. And when we do, God will respond overwhelmingly as we seek Him. If we do not get into God's words daily, then the voices of this world will lead us. That's what's going on right now. Why is there so much fear and panic? Because so many people are allowing the voices of the world to lead them and to direct them. Yes, this is a serious situation. I'm not going to deny that. But too many people are being led by the voices of the world instead of the voice of God. If we do not get into God's Word daily, the voice of the world will continue to lead us. And then we will be on a different trajectory than what Jesus took to and through the cross. The voices of the world right now are doing more than speaking. The voices of the world right now are yelling and shouting. They are spreading fear and confusion. The voices of the world right now are saying, where is your God? How will you answer them? We must respond to the voice of God now. He is speaking to us. He is calling His sheep. He's calling us as our Good Shepherd to come together as a united family of God. He's calling us to speak up and to speak out and to share the message of Jesus. It doesn't matter where you go. If you're online or on the phone or the supermarket or the gas station, people are all talking. We have the answer. We have the answer. We cannot just keep it to ourselves. We need even to just inject it in a conversation. But God is in control. God is going to see us through. God is faithful. I choose to put my trust in God right now. It can be as small as that, but just as our giving touch missionaries around the world, those little seeds of hope can reverberate around our society. It's time to plant seeds of hope because now the soil is as fertile as it ever will be. People need Jesus. They need an answer. And we have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. People everywhere are looking for an answer. They won't find it in the news or on social media, even though most of the time is spent there. The answer is only found right here at the foot of the cross. This is where the church is heading at this moment as we approach Passion Week. Remember, there are no coincidences with God. We are heading to the cross. It is no coincidence that the world is trying to pull us off course now. God alone is everyone's answer, even if they're not asking the question yet. We need to be vocal, every one of us. He is calling us to pour His living water onto a dry and parched land. For Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. Listen, the world is lost right now. They are lost in fear and confusion and doubt. And if we don't reach them at this stage in the middle of their fear, do you know what the next step is after fear and panic? 
The next step is apathy. Where people feel they don't care, they feel it's all out of my control, I might as well just live for myself. It's all out of control, I'm going to do whatever I want. We can't afford to get to that stage of apathy right now. We need to sow seeds of hope and truth and trusting God. Even all the more so as churches close, as people are are spreading themselves out, we have the answer inside of us. It is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit lives inside of each and every one of us. We have the answer. Now is the time to step up and to be a megaphone for Jesus. He alone is the way and the truth and the life. He is our light. A great tsunami of fear is taking people captive and forcing them to live by reaction instead of deliberate intention. The only way for the voices of the world to have less power is for the people of God to start seeking the face of God. Isaiah 59, verse 19 says this, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Listen, the church, the body of Christ, standing on the Word of God, is that standard that the Lord will lift up right now for such a time as this. Now is the time for His children, for all of us, to begin to cry out to God and to God alone. It is time for the people of God to humble themselves and come together in prayer. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, if my people, He's speaking to us, if my people who are called by My name will humble themselves and pray and seek My face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And then I will forgive their sin and heal their land. In the history of our country, whenever we have entered into a war or a difficult challenge, a political leader in the country would call the entire country to not just prayer, but to prayer and fasting for our nation. Yet we should not have to wait for a political leader to call one day of prayer. It's time that the church becomes the leader of our country. It's time that we stand up and take an intentional time of prayer and fasting, continually seeking our God who is our only answer. Amen? It must be more than a single day. Lives and souls are at stake. We are told to pray without ceasing keeping our focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's time that we lead the way. We should not be waiting for the next press conference or the next direction from the government. It's time that the church rises up in all its power. God gave a vision to Ezekiel. If you want to study it sometime, it's in chapter 37 of Ezekiel 37. But God gave this vision to Ezekiel, which was a message to the house of Israel. But it also prophetically mirrors where we are right now. You see, Ezekiel looked across the land and he saw a bunch of dry bones. And God breathed life into those dry bones that they would live again. 
The church cannot continue to have its power and influence in the world if we are dry bones held captive in fear. We need to ask God to breathe life into these dry bones that the church may live. That the church may rise up, not in our own power, not in our own strength, but in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7 tells us, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen, we have not been given a spirit of fear, although many people are operating in that fear right now. It's a spiritual thing. That's why it doesn't make any sense. It's a spirit of fear that many people have succumbed to, but that spirit is not from God. He says, I've not given you a spirit of fear. I've given you one of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Spirit that we have been given is the Holy Spirit, whom God has promised to pour out on His people in the last days. We need to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's time to turn to God, to humble ourselves, refusing to succumb to the voices of the world. It's time to turn to God. He is our help. He is our ever-present help in time of need. He is our comfort, our strong tower, our fortress. He is our answer. It's part of the enemy's plan right now to divide the church, to separate people from the flock. I know there's going to be decisions that are made and we can't always be in church. That's okay. There's no condemnation. But we need to come together in prayer and build up one another and communicate one another and seek God's face together. And find discernment because God has given us a roadmap how to get through this time. But we do it together as a body. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober. That means be alert. Be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. A lion chases a pack of animals and he roars. And if one of those animals in that pack stops to turn around what's making that roaring sound, that animal gets separated from the pack. And that's when the lion attacks. We cannot afford to be separated from the pack. If you know someone that you you haven't seen in a while, reach out to them. Don't just call the pastor. Reach out to them. We are the body of Christ. We Bear one another's burdens. We care. And I'm glad that this church does this. But we need to reach out to people and contact people and connect with people and call them and, and reach out to them. We need to stay together as a body. But all over the world, that's, this is happening. We need to come together. We cannot afford to let anyone in our pack be separated. We must stand in faith and make deliberate decisions instead of cowering to fear and reacting without praying and seeking God. When Jesus was faced with temptation in the wilderness, He stood on the powerful truth from God's Word. You know this verse. Matthew 4, verse 4, after He had been praying and fasting for 40 days and the temptation really came into His face. And as the enemy tempted Him, Matthew 4, verse 4, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds 
Where? From the mouth of God. Listen. Too many people today are living on every word that proceeds from the Internet. Too many people are living on every word that proceeds from the media. Too many people are living on every word that proceeds from CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. Too many people today are living on every word that proceeds from the rumor mill or the gossip corner. Too many people today are living on every word that proceeds from Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else on social media. But Jesus was very clear that we do not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The mouth of God has breathed life into and through His living Word. We need to put our ear to His mouthpiece. We need to hear the Word of God. We need to read the Word of God and study the Word of God and stand on the Word of God, period. We choose what trajectory we will take. Like Jesus, we must steadfastly set our face on the cross and boldly come to Him. This is our time, church. We are here for such a time as this. We should count it an honor that God chose us to live in this time right now. As we put our trust in Him, God believes in us that we will share and spread the message of love and forgiveness and no condemnation and trusting God through it all. Heavenly Father, breathe life into these bones that we may rise up in Your power and in Your authority and in Your perfect love and be Your beacon of light in the world today. Heavenly Father, I pray that You would continue to bless us. Continue to lead us and guide us on the trajectory that goes through You. In Your precious name I pray. Amen.